podcast brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. On today's show, the big paternity secret is out on The Young and the Restless. Agent Six is on the run on General Hospital. Sheila guns for Quinn on The Bold and the Beautiful. And Sammy returns to Salem on Days of Our Lives. All this and much more on today's show, so stay tuned. Welcome. Hello, who is Agent Six? Yeah, I was going to say Patient Six is <laughs> on patient the run. Patient Six, Agent Six, this is what happens when you've been gone for a week. Jillian Bo, welcome. Hello. Mike Jubinville, welcome. Hello. This should be an interesting podcast because of unfortunate circumstances. I didn't really have a chance to watch anything last week, and so I caught up on Friday's episode of YNR, or not YNR, but General Hospital, and Day's episode of General Hospital. But as I was driving across America, I was able to see some people's reactions to soaps on Twitter. For example, Mike is not happy with The Bold and the Beautiful, but Jillian's loving it. (laughs) <laughs> Mike, why weren't you happy with The Bold and the Beautiful this week? Uh, I just think some of this stuff is a little schlocky like normal. Um, I would like to see – I guess what I'm just thinking about is like past history. Bill has been sitting in his house for a couple weeks now threatening to decimate Liam, and he has barely actually seen him face-to-face until the other day. So I am kind of really would like to see him put his words into action. I'm not really thrilled that Steffi is sticking up for Bill, even though she's pretending to stick up for Liam. So I don't know. I I thought Friday's episode was good. Um, I'll give that credit for that. And then Sheila is just spinning her wheels in that motel room. (laughs) It's just like there's just some things need to move forward a little bit. And Wyatt and Katie have just been banging the heck out of that bed of hers and nobody until Friday found out about it. So it's just like, it's just been watching the same. Oh, and poor Brooke, the ping pong ball. Jillian, so. why are you loving the bold and the beautiful? I'm like, Mike, calm your, calm <laughs> your draws down because get out of here. I mean, Bill sitting on his couch plotting. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe, but it gave him the green light to go after Liam, like, with, you know, to to go after Liam full balls to the wall because he kept saying, if I lose Brooke, he kept, you know, Bill, they explained it. Bill was trying to patiently wait it out, and he said, you know, I'm just waiting it out. If I lose Brooke, however, I don't give a damn if he's my son. I'm going to burn, I'm going to bury that boy. And when Brooke was saw, I can't stay with you again told him to keep that those god awful rings i'm like i would i, I ain't mad that brooke gave him them rings back because they are ugly as hell that was just juicy when he was like okay liam i i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you and i'm gonna get you good so i'm fine with it steffi defending bill like that is a little wait a minute girl i mean but they explain that steffi is just they show that Steffi is just like Bill, sort of, kind of, but that's your man. You're supposed to stand by your man like Tammy Wynette, mm-hmm. and she's just being a doofus, so I'm kind of glad that um, she's being a doofus with that, because it seems like Bill is going to use her to get Liam back, and I'm loving a bit Wyatt and um, what that child name is, Katie, although I did have a moment, I'm like, 
Y'all, why don't you lock your door? I know exactly. you live in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Wait, do they live in Beverly Hills or Bel Air? I'm not too sure. Let's I just, think it's Bel Air. Let's just say, well, damn, you live in Bel Air. Y'all ain't gonna, they, they still rob people in Bel Air. Like, why you don't lock your door? Right. I just thought that was a little contrived, but it was classic when Quinn was like, who up under that bed? And Katie was like, that ain't that your damn business. Get out. <laughs> that, who's up under there? I'm like, you have no boundaries, Quinn. But it was funny. It was funny as hell. So I'm digging it. So screw you, Mike. She had to know, though, that um, why it was there because Matteo told her that the car was there and she acted like she didn't know. So I thought that was a little odd, but whatever. Um, she didn't know because she came home and he mentioned something about her son and he was like, she's there. So that's not odd. I think I thought it was kind of odd that she brought just waltzing up in people's house like, la, 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 la. I'm like, wait a minute. I would have been like, I don't care if I was screwing her son up. And bitch, if you don't get out my house real quick. I thought that was kind of like, mm. so I'm digging it. Stand by your man, Jamie. What did you think of the bold and the beautiful this last week? What were the highs and lows for you? So I'm enjoying a lot of the setup of the new storylines because that's what we're experiencing with Bold and the Beautiful. I do think it's a little heavy handed, um, but this is Brad and we know that Brad Bell is not subtle and he can be super plot driven when he's shifting the direction of the show. And, you know, this wasn't this last week, but it started off when I first when Liam flew Sally to meet with the architects and you know, I think in that little scene, those, those few scenes, she said 75 times, I'm not interested in you because I know you're married. And he's like, I'm committed to my wife. It's like, I just sometimes wish that Brad, and I get that, you know, this is, you know, soaps have always felt that they needed to kind of telegraph what's happening but I really wish Brad in 2017 that someone would, you know, if they're scared to do it, you know, to his face, like slip it under his door, that audiences are not that <laughs> stupid. You know, we've really audiences have never been that stupid because soaps have always been made fun of for that whole people, you know, the characters having to tell the audience what they already know. You can play the subtlety of, a, you know, two new business partners um, possibly being attracted to one another. Or, you know, like when, look, when Wyatt or Bill calls Liam on it, what are you trying, are you falling for fire crotch? You know, or something like that, that's fine. But for them to just have this big discussion about how no way are we, we hot for each other, that just like, knocks it over the head oh that we're gonna go there and then the same with bill and steffi you know it's like they're not talking about their past or anything like that but this whole connection is like yes we're gonna revisit this let's say it loudly because we're gonna have her you know identify with dollar bill here i feel like they you, you, they don't have to do that because i like i like the thought of Liam and Sally. That's organic. It makes sense. He has a savior complex. If they fall into each other's arms, you know, that's soapy. That's great. If Bill goes after his wife, that's soapy. That's great. I don't think you have to do so much, you know, contrived 
discussions. And I hope that if they do, you know, I hope that if Bill and Steffi cheat, that they actually just cheat. I hope that if Liam turns to Sally, that he just, you know, that he doesn't have to have amnesia or that he doesn't fall from a helicopter or anything contrived or ridiculous. Why can't they just screw and then regret it like normal people do? I really hope that that's what'll happen um, because Brad tends to go for those you know, oh my God, I fell from a gondola and hit my head on a rock and then I stomped my toe and then I got gangrene in my foot. Now I have to sleep with this person because I have amnesia type scenarios and I hope that he doesn't go there with that. Um, but I do see a lot of like contrived setups with, you know, like with this Mateo situation. Um, a I lot think Mateo, of people are thirsty for him on Twitter. He's gorgeous. He's beautiful. Oh my God, put him on contract and bring, you know, um, bring little Rain Edwards back and say, oh, my God, he cheated on me with my sister again and then put them together. I mean, he's a great looking guy and you can do a whole story around him. I don't buy Quinn. Quinn is not Brooke. You know, this would have been a great story if Stephanie was still alive and, you know, Ridge and Brooke were remarried. Brooke is a man trap. So sending Mateo over to Brooke would have been, oh yeah, this is going to get Stephanie Forrester the results that she wants because Brooke would not be able to resist. But Quinn has never been a man trap. Quinn has been really focused on three guys during her time on this show. And that was Dollar Bill, Deacon, and Eric. She's not some oh my God, every man turns me on. So this story is really contrived. Sheila's sitting in that same motel room that she can barely afford, but she has money to to pay off Mateo while she stares at her painting isolated. That's boring. And, you know, it's... It's not really Sheila, though, is it? Is it her MO to not really just be a little bit more hands-on rather than just... I mean, and it's just a waste of Kimberlyn Brown's time on the show, and especially since she's running for mm-hmm. Congress or whatever she's going to be doing. You know, that's one of the things, and I said it jokingly, but really, Angelica McDaniel needs to sit Brad Bell and um, Mal Young wow. down and come up with a galvanizing balls-to-the-wall storyline where Sheila's enemies in Genoa City finally find out that she's alive and well and kicking in LA and do a monster soap crossover event that would spike both of their ratings. I mean, the last time soaps did one of those, it was with Bianca and Babe and One Life to Live with the baby switch and ABC Daytime's ratings went through the roof. You know, it's absurd that Sheila has been back for months and, you know, on The Young and the Restless, Lauren is like missing the Abbott's shindig because she's out of town on business. Eric has still not informed her that her arch nemesis is alive and well. This is absurd. You can't have these two shows in the same universe and have Eric be the one who helps Lauren keep control of Finmore's and then not address this. This is silly. Now, I agree with you with that because I thought for the longest, I was waiting for a while for Eric, even if it was a throwaway, something to address it, for Eric to be like, I just got off the phone with Lauren. And for for Quinn to be like, 
a little jealous and be like, what'd she want? She cut, you know, she, you know, she said some really harsh words to me about Sheila or something, you know, like that for them not to address that. Is, kind of crazy. You know, and it's perfect timing because the young and the restless is once again, not utilizing Tracy Bregman and they're not using Christian LeBlanc either. They're not using Doug Davidson. So uh, those are three characters that could be spun off to tell this story, you know, of, First of all, you know, Paul showing, you know, Paul showing up and talking to, you know, the day player black cops on Bold and the Beautiful because, you know, Sheila might be cleared in their jurisdiction, but she's she has crimes to answer for, you know, and then with Gina Tonioni as Phyllis. I mean, there's there's storylines that, you know, she should want to know, well, who was this woman who pretended to me be me? Was it Nina Reeves Cassadine or who? You know, someone. <laughs> was it Kelly Kramer? You know, she needs to know who the hell was pretending to be her. You know, and there's none of that. And that, you know, from a strict, you know, yeah, as a as a fan, it's, I'm gripey about it. But as someone who knows what can spike ratings in daytime, I mean, the promo would the promo alone would be epic. Instead of another like, you know, PowerPoint presentation promo showing a bunch of old clips from the soaps. You gotta watch this. Oh, it's great. Oh yeah, booty snooty, shake or whatever. Huh? I mean, that if you've seen the new promo, yeah, 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 I'ma shake my booty. Watch this network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You know, I mean, I hate and despise those promos because they don't get people to watch. In the old days, the promos were so smart, and they got the they got people to watch. Even the cheeky ones. You know, when Peter. Peter Bergman joined as Jack Abbott. They would do a lot of really cheeky, you know, you don't know what Jack Abbott is going to do this week. On, you know, and then he would like talk to Clarence. Oh, Clarence, wait and see. And then it would be like Jack trying to sleep with Nikki or something. But these, those, those 1990s MTV promos, they're not, first of all, they're not hip. And, you know, they don't, they're not going to make a last viewer, a bunch of shots of people taking their shirts off, that's not I, I just really wish that they could understand. There's something now called Pornhub. Oh, <laughs> God. I don't you know, know exactly how oh, we get Pornhub and soap oh, I, I together. Need, I'm no, I'm very need, interested to see how you bridge these two. Because CBS Daytime really believes that shirtless men are the is the answer. I'm sorry. Maybe back before everyone had access, because let's be honest, go look at the stats for women looking at porn. Women can look at porn very easily now. It's called Pornhub. You can make your selection. Mine is, is not going to be straight. It'll be gay. But you can make your selection and you can find all the shirtless men, naked men, you want. You don't have to. So, it, so a promo that's just about shirtless men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Razzle my dazzle and shake my booty duty. That's not going to make anyone tune in to watch that soap opera who might be a lapsed viewer, a very pointed promo that is going to tell parts of the storyline is what's going to make people watch. Look at Riverdale. Their rating shot up 67 percent 
over their premiere. You know, that rarely happens with a TV show. TV shows are, you know, mostly about diminishing returns. You're usually never as big as your first season. And, you know, but their promos are so strategic. And you're like, oh, my God, did Dylan McKay die? We got to tune in and see... You know, what's going to happen with Archie and Veronica? Why are they screwing? And his dad is dying. You know, you know, there's just, the, the promos are important. So I just, I, I just, and they've got Sheila back. And they did, the, the Summer of Sheila promos were really good. But now they're doing these lame-o, yeah, 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 razzle-medazzle, shake my booty. Who cares? Like, let's get Sheila galvanized. Because they might not have her for that much longer. Let's get the Genoa City gang going. Lauren is not doing anything, like I said. Michael's not doing anything. And Paul, you can loan those characters. I would say involve Sharon and Scotty, too. Because, I mean, that was Sheila's first obsession. So you do some big balls-to-the-wall story. You give Lauren and Sheila a good cat fight. Lauren teams up with Quinn to help vanquish Sheila, all of these things, instead of bringing on, you know, a really good looking man. But it's like, okay, what's the point of this? And as as for Brooke, um, I'm done begging for her to be the Brooke that I fell in love with, who stole Forrester and who schemed and connived, because that's not who Brad sees her as. Brad sees her as this wilting flower who always has, you know, a little dollop of tear in the corner of her eyes about whatever's going on with the man and it just did not ring true brooke has stayed with men who have done much worse so her leaving a new marriage over i mean it 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 is all about setting up dollar bill versus liam so it's like brad is basically the most plot-driven writer in daytime. He's not writing the character at all because he needed because because Dollar Bill said, Liam, if Brooke leaves me, I'm really gonna destroy you, like really, really, really bad. So Brooke had to leave him. I mean, there was no other option because Brad is writing a very plot-driven show, even though it doesn't make sense that. This is why Brooke would end a marriage. It does not, you know. You end marriages because someone cheated on you. You, end, I mean, Ridge raped her once, and she, you know, she'll probably go back to him. I mean, Ridge has done much more awful stuff to Brooke over the years. Bill did awful stuff to other people, and yes, Brooke, I, I totally, I totally support Brooke being horrified by his actions, but the whole and the fact that she even brings up him punching Liam, it's like. <laughs> You have dated a whole family of men who sleep with each other's wives. A, a punch in the face is not that big of a deal. And she's like, oh, no, what if you had RJ? It just, it's all overkill. It's so overkill so that we can get these scenes of her back over there at Forrester with Death of a Salesman Ridge because, you know, <laughs> Taurus DK comes in with that rumpled suit on and had him run a comb. He hasn't ran a comb through his hair since you got me there. Since Port Charles. Just a rumpled, 
you know, he looks like he smells of, like, Uh -uh. he looks like he carries a jar of pickle juice in in his coat pocket. He just looks like a bum. It's like he doesn't, they don't fit his suits, his hair is a mess. He's a good-looking man, but he and he's whispering like a pervert in the, you know, in the bushes. Oh, for Logan, I want to be with you. Shut up! Shut up! Where is Ron Moss? I mean, I might buy all these contrived reunions if it was Ron Moss. I just don't care anymore. He had a good, you know, if you really are stuck with Torsten as Ridge, then bring back Lindsay Godfrey because they worked opposite each other in in their little romantic pairing. But I don't want, you know, this is the thing. Brooke and Ridge do not work. There's a lot of this going on in daytime. You know, Sonny and Carly don't work with Laura Wright. Brooke and Ridge don't work with Torsten K, but these networks feel like, or these shows feel like we gotta keep trying to push these quote-unquote, they're not super couples anymore. Like, remember when um, Meg Ryan left as the world turns, that other girl, nobody wanted her to be with Betsy's man, Steve. You know, it doesn't always work that you can, you know, sometimes it does. When Jensen Buchanan became Vicky, she and Ryan were still a super couple on Another World. It doesn't always work, though. It does not always work when you recast that you can just keep those couples together because a lot of the times it doesn't work. And you have to do the the tried and true, let's put the character in a new direction. I mean, I kind of dug Ridge and Quinn. I thought that there was a real connection there. Why did we move Ridge out of her orbit and bring on Mateo, who, look, I think Mateo is gorgeous, but why isn't Ridge going to be continuing to be the threat instead of Mateo? It's like, you know, sometimes I just, I would love to just sit with Brad Bell and say, where you do realize this is a character-driven... You're not writing CSI soap opera. This is supposed to be character-driven, not procedural. You're writing a soap procedural. Oh, Sheila's going to get a hot... You know, I mean, plus, let's... I mean, that's the most cliched... She's not Susan Lucci in a Lifetime movie of the week where the rich old... where the rich trophy wife wants to bang the hot Mexican help. I mean, that is so cliched. Mateo is the new groundskeeper. She's not Sue Ellen banging the, didn't Sue Ellen bang the tennis pro on Dallas? You know, it's like Quinn is an executive. She's, you know, kinky. She's into BDMS or whatever it is. What is it? You know, yeah, so getting massage wouldn't turn her on. So it's like she's not, you know, none of this. (laughs) This is just like some Lifetime movie of the weeks. In fact, I think Susan Lucci did that exact movie. Wasn't it with Joshua Morrow or somebody where the she screwed the pool boy and then she tried to kill him or something? I don't know. But I, this is just not a worthy, bold, and the beautiful story for Kimberly Brown because she's only here a little while and then she has to go make America great again for avocados, Brad. So you're wasting time. JB, so while Bold and the Beautiful is overplaying their hand... Um, somewhere in between Albuquerque and Phoenix on my way home, you and you were explaining to me why fans <laughs> <Bugs> were. <laughs> did I you, know. Did you bust up out of a rabbit hole like Bugs Bunny? I mean, Albuquerque. 
Uh, so uh, you were explaining to me why fans were not a, a very happy with what took place this last week on The Young and the Restless with Ashley and Graham. Oh, when we were talking. Oh. Now, yeah, let me explain that. Yeah, Luke, I was spilling Luke in on the phone, but now I have a I have not take. watched soaps in a week because of family yes. stuff, so. <laughs> yes, no, yeah, Luke and I were talking on the phone, but I have since watched for myself and I have to say kudos to the cast and crew of The Young and the Restless. I know a lot of, yes, a lot of the soap brethren and sistren were upset on the Twitter, but I think a lot of their complaints are fooey, 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 fooey. Yes, I, you know, I went on a rant a few weeks ago about how there should have been more jeopardy and there should have been more of a sinister slant to Graham all along for us to invest. And that is, in my opinion, still a valid critique against Sally and against the acting and directing that, you know, there should have been that element of when Sarah Michelle first joined All My Children or when uh, Susan, I mean, Sarah Brown first joined uh, General Hospital, where there was kind of a threading where we knew that this person, you know, whereas we just saw, I thought Graham was like trying to bone Nina, so I just thought he was a pervert. But, um, you know, the climax, in my opinion, has been spot on with, you know, writers are always smart, so Tracy comes home and helps Ashley connect the dots. Yes, that they went to school with this, Tracy. you know, that they that there was this goofy boy with a mullet. And, of course, that mullet would make anyone upset, you know, and have a sad <laughs> life, you know. But, you know, that there was this kid named Graham Davis. And Tracy, of course, doesn't know the, the significance of that surname, but Ashley does. And, you know, them starting the week with the scene with, you know, John Abbott talking to Ashley about her, you know, success with the... Um, perfume line and that flashback and Ashley being you know honored and everyone in town coming to the top of the tower as you cut to the other you know 1% family in Genoa City and Nick is you know pulling a Warren Buffett and shocking the Newmans by deciding to give all of his money away I need to go back to that when you finish good so I felt Y&R was super groovy super character driven and it makes me go, damn, if I, I really wish that they could have figured out a way for, how do I say this? Because I don't know what Mal is going to do, but I do wish Sally could have been kept at the table. Look, here's the thing. Sally knows the history of that show. She got characterization. She needed help with speeding up her storylines. And if Mal was someone, if they could have worked more collaboratively, and the thing of it is, I don't know if that was even on the table, um, you know, but I I kind of hate that sometimes with daytime, it's all about this coup of who's zooming who, but if it could have been a more collaborative thing where he's like, look, the pace is faster in UK soaps, let me help you speed your pace up a little, then we could have had a ball game because Sally struggled with pace and she struggled with Jeopardy in in a lot of her stories. You know, I was not a fan of, you know, the hookers, the the hooker storyline with all the hookers, you know, being from Costco and, you know, Sharon's going to save the hookers with Elda Barge. 
Um, no, no, I did no, not no, like no. that story. Hey, Mr. you're not going to do that to Elder Barge, no. <laughs> Every time I see him, I hear no. time, time will reveal. Oh, <laughs> anyway, he, he is, he's Elder Barge. Um, oh, and, no. you know, I just, I, but the Quit Abbott making stuff, me Google during the podcast. <laughs> Pay attention, Foley! When, no, when Scott burst out to Sharon, gonna be to the rhythm of the no. night. To the no. morning light, no. the rhythm of the world. Like the your no. Can leave love behind. Anyway, no. No. he got the no. tightest no. Jerry curl I've seen since the 80s. So glow! That is anyway, young. Stop! To, um, no. Uh, back to the, no this week was good though this okay. week on YNR yeah I mean I loved what I saw I love the Jeopardy Graham is like yo mama hunched on my daddy and I've been the father well it still ruined his life so in his <laughs> mind you know um I I really enjoyed that I enjoy Hillary you know Hillary has basically become you know, the new Leanna Love, where Nikki sees her and it's like, oh, Lord, y'all let her in here. She gonna tell all our business. And then Jack is like, I invited her. I do wish that they would get her off the Black Man Island. It's okay, YNR. Carrie Washington gets to screw white boys and Mexican boys and everybody on Scandal. Lily, Lily's been brother. screwing white guys for decades. I know, okay. but Hillary is stuck between two of daddy and son. Like, she and Joshua Morrow have so much chemistry. Tell it, tell it, That should be going there, you know. Little Chelsea should come in. Oh, my God. I need to go stitch a new design for Chelsea to put And then she goes into her sewing room, and she sees that Hillary is grinding on her man. Yes. stitching some Hillary. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And why are you doing this in front of my new gorgeous Chelsea Tupac? Oh, Reginald. I'm stitching uh, your man home. But but would Hillary Hillary want somebody who gave all his money away? That's the thing. Jillian, what were you asking about that? Okay, now hold on. Now I was like, you gave away your money, but didn't Victor take your money? How you giving away something that was taken away? Did I miss something? I think Probably he took. I, I I agree with you. I had to really think about this one. I think he had won the settlement, and Victor took the settlement, but he still had other money left over. Well, he got his money back, didn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah. How? 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 Because I'm maybe we missed something. I'm gonna go back and watch because. Nick, you know, Nick did with all the billionaires to go to the local ATM and do 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 and thought well, that he was broke. Is, so I'm yeah, like, huh? I mean, you know, they are. That's another thing. I don't know who see how CBS Daytime can fight it, but boy, they are interrupting the Young and the Restless every five minutes. Like it was really hard to keep up. Like because it was good this week, and I mean, they are every time Donald Trump gets gas. You know, which is often, you know, we get interrupted <laughs> here in Atlanta, and they've moved the Young and the Restless's time zone, uh, time slot too. You know, now it comes on way up early in the daytime, whereas it used really? to come on. What? Yeah, child, it used to come on at three o'clock. Oh, now it's it been at eleven a.m. wherever I've ever lived. Well, now it's well, every, ever since I've been here in, in Atlanta, it's been at three. And, wow. You know, but it's yeah. at eleven thirty now or wow. something. Wow, it's See, been like it's twelve thirty on the East Coast. It has been ever since yep. it 
It's pretty well, much. I guess they moved us back. They moved us with the rest of the world, but I felt so uh, bad for Ron because Ron has had it before, where politics has interrupted one of his big things, and then Sammy Brady comes back yeah, and politics interrupts. You know, I'm like, know, what's Ron stuff, got? What's Ashley Ron got to do to get a break? I've been, you know, I've been waiting for Ashley Abbott's paternity to be, to be revealed. You know, because you know, years. I have been screaming about this for years. You know, and now Sam is back on days with Trump had a boil on his thigh. Let's interrupt the news. Mike, what did you think of it coming out? Um, I thought it was I thought it was good. There were some holes that I had to to fit into some of the stories that I didn't think made sense, but I thought it was a little disappointing that he was a stepson and that yeah. Dina had no idea. Poor Dina. She was just sitting there like, what? What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> I have no idea what this guy well, is talking about. And it's like they sort... brought – I I sort of yeah, feel okay. like they had a direction, and then they didn't have a direction, and then they changed the direction. Like I would have liked to if, – if we could see Dina – not Dina, but Graham and his mother kind of scheming with this all along so we could have – at least had a little in bit on of it. insight. Yeah, just not know the whole thing, but just have a little bit of insight into what was going on. It just, it was good, soapy drama. And, and it was, it was, but, and I just love the way uh, Eileen Davidson, swear to God, she just took that guy down in no time flat. She did such a good job. And, and uh, Marla Adams, I just love watching her. And you know I just, why they probably made him a step relative. I just thought about this. It's probably very they similar. Want Ashley to hunt. Yeah, it, it's probably yep. the same reason. Yeah, I mean, it's the same reason General Hospital was gonna, you know, initially everybody and their mama, Stevie Wonder, could see mm-hmm. that Nell was gonna end at first. Nell was gonna be some sort of blood relation to Carly on General Hospital, and then, you know. Somebody saw some chemistry between that girl and Chad Duel. I don't know who what saw What are they, that. blind? I don't know what chemistry they saw because I still ain't seen it. And they were like, no, we got to make her like a adoptive relative of Carly. So someone probably is like, no, let's make Grandma step-sibling. So why would Ashley ever want to bone this guy after he tried to destroy their mo- and And there is no chemistry between but there, them. But that's the thing. He, okay, Dina was estranged from her family, so estranging them did not do – keeping them apart didn't do really much of anything. And then he – I mean he knows Brent's history, and even though he was attached to Brent as a kid, Brent was really not going to ever be a good father to him anyway. I just – there were some things that didn't make sense to me, but okay. I guess – in the bigger if they picture. had brought on the mother and the mother. Okay, as someone who has been a, a stepchild multiple times, um, I will say if this guy hurt my mother, I would have that much venom against him. So I just think you needed what you're missing is the mother. You're missing seeing the creepy. Like if they had brought on uh, Marge Doucet or someone, that would have been so. Pimp, and not being you know in a Marge, nursing home. Just have her know, in an apartment yeah. somewhere in Genoa City. You know, Marge Doucet and um, Marla Adams played the same role on Capitol, I believe. Yep. So if you would have had a Marge Doucet or someone and have her, 
that woman ruined my life, baby. And he's okay. like, it's okay, mommy. I'm so, going to pay him back. You know, it would have been a little more soapy and, you know. And plus, but, Ashley got all the money. That was the other thing. Ashley grew up in Abbott and had the money that he never. Well, he did they were, say that. He did yeah, point no. out that it didn't hurt right. her that, um, you know, but I was like the, the fallout was still great. Eileen. Yeah, got, it was. Finally, Eileen got a great showcase for her talent. You know, I guess somebody said, y'all know Ron is at days. He might be able to intrigue her, even though we can't compete with them pay wise. And sometimes the, the secrets just blurt out as simply as somebody going, what's happening? Are we talking about Ashley's father, Brent Davis? <laughs> you know, it's just okay. like, so, oh, there it is. <laughs> the one gripe I saw on Twitter that I will say that I agree with is, but again, this is a situation where they can't schedule, they can't schedule for Jess. Like, I do think that John's other wives should have been, everyone in John's orbit should have been there. been there. Nikki should have been there and be like, oh, okay. You know, for her to figure out, okay, so for or Victor, Victor and Nikki. Where's Jill? Yeah, for yeah, all Victor definitely should have been there because, I mean, Victor, that's why Victor and Ashley's romance e- exists is because of the fact that yeah. she went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and then Victor found her and brought her back to the ranch to convalesce. So, yeah, they should have been, the Newman should have been there. Gloria should have been there to have some snarky remark like, oh, she wasn't John Abbott's daughter after all, and she's that snobby to me. You know, there should have been some of that. You know, there should have, Lauren should have been there. The whole why, you know, Lauren grew up with these people. She should have been there. Lauren should have been the one, I mean, forget some friend for Tracy. It should have been Lauren. Lauren should have been the friend. It should have been Lauren. Lauren and Tracy. Don't you remember that geeky guy that Lauren should have been the one because Lauren was a bully. So, like, they could have, like, regaled or recalled her. For Lauren to be like, you mean, you remember Graham Davis, the one with that god-awful mullet. Yeah, well, she couldn't talk because Lauren had a terrible mullet back in the day. Yeah, and for Tracy to be like, and it could have been Tracy to be like, bitch, you can't talk now because you had one too. You know, something. But, okay, this was what I was trying to say. Like, with the Graham situation, I felt, I was like, wait, after all this, you a stepchild? That annoyed me because I'm like, who the hell cares? And why would, you know, when y'all said, how come Dino wouldn't have known? When you, look, I don't know, but if you are screwing someone, if you are having an affair, you don't go down the line and be like, oh, so you're related to Becky Sue, so, oh, I can't do that. You don't care about all those things. And well, um, that's the thing, though, I got to say about this before we go to anything else. It's like, I will say that, yes, it definitely had its holes, and, yeah, it would have been better if he was his son and this and that. But the fact that Y&R actually addressed a very dynamic part of its history and put its core families front and center was awesome. When you have General Hospital having so many of their stars supporting newbies or in scenes with newbies, and it you know you tune in and it looks like the newbie hour with special appearances by Anna, yep. um, Ava, Jason, and J. Sam, you know, surrounded by newbies, day players, finks, and foodle-doodles. I mean, I'm just sitting here, like, geeking out over the fact that, oh, my God, 
we got juicy moments in the Abbott and Newman history. And, you know, usually because the person in me who wants to be wealthy, I usually hate stories about rich people giving away their money. I didn't even mind this because Nick is like, because it's Nick is the one character in daytime who okay, can give so away his money and it like, makes sense. And it's like, I will show you that I don't need your money. Plus, I mean, as much as it drives me insane, this is a very real thing that rich people are doing. You know, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates are basically telling their kids. They're part of this club. They're part you. of yeah. yeah, they're a part of some, uh, from, from apparently from what I understand, a lot of these billionaires that are part of this thing where they're going to give away all their money when they die, like some type of yeah. whatever. so I, I but, you know, I, I wait, thought it was but, a, ju- you know, it's like the Newmans and the Abbots were front and, and center. It wasn't like the schnoogle doodles and beetle popples like on G8. Mike, speaking of General Hospital, what did you think of G- Patient 6? being on the run what did you think of ava and griffin and how did general hospital play out for you this last week because me coming back what jamie mentioned earlier about it being doing one of your multi-part questions why don't you just ask mike what he thinks (laughs) (laughs) well no no like what i'm saying is coming back it felt like a show like you don't feel like you're watching a show you recognize but what did you think of general hospital this last week well i i've learned to compartmentalize what i like about it and what i don't like about it i think there are some really good potential stories and and then there's other ones that i don't care about i like anything to do with ava i've said that before so i'm intrigued about her relationship with griffin although um it's taken griffin long enough to have sex uh on a soap and soap and soap years um i think the worst thing that is kiki and michael going after ava that was just really horrible because Kiki should have been the one to tell her to not show up at Morgan's little thing that they had for him, his memorial. Um, Nell's backstory, I don't really care about, but I, I like the idea of her being a badass because she does have the ability to go up against somebody like a Laura Wright or a Jackie Z. What, when, where, where? No, sometimes. Why? Where? Where that girl got that, the ability to do that? I've watched Where? scenes with her, and she handles herself pretty well with, with those. You're on that TV people. again, I see. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about Anna. I'm not really sure how I feel about Anna and uh, Finn yet. Um, I know that this other woman came to town to perpetuate Valentine's other backstory with, that we don't know about. And um, as far as... Uh, the Crimson thing, my contention would has always been um, – you guys always talk about how much a badass Maxie is that I never get to see. I think she should have been the one to take the company out from under Nina when she wouldn't rehire her, and then she would be the one that was running Crimson and not – see. Now, Maxie's mama is a low-rent public relation – not public relations, a private investigator, and her stepdaddy is an out-of-work cop. Where is she going to get the money to do all that? I don't I mean, know. I get your Johnny, point, but, but she don't got any money. And Frisco, like he look, he's a spy. They don't make that much money. He making six figures, but that ain't. Maxie doesn't have the the money to do something like that. But now, she has enough common sense to try to mm, do something. She don't have much common sense. Maybe with somebody else. Maxie no, I'm talking about that everybody. 
I'm talking yeah. about the Maxi that people always talk about that I never see. Uh, no, but Maxi was an editorial assistant at that magazine for 10 years, so she don't have the business acumen to even get a promotion, well, let alone speaking of business acumen, over who's... Derek Mills, Wells Media. Now, I know what you're saying, that you've never seen that Maxi. Like, you just have to go back to YouTube. It's just like anything else. <laughs> but she really did exist, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, you know, in, in subsequent, you know, Guza's Maxi had Moxie. But, you know, subsequent regimes has had her either having baby rabies or, you know, being a wedding planner or whatever. But a lot of the reality of that is, and I just have to be real and help the show out here a little bit, Kirsten Storms has had, you know, issues, multiple personal issues that have taken her out of commission for months at a time. So On multiple yeah, occasions. You can't really just, you can't write a balls to the wall story for her until you they had to kind of and I, and I do know that that is a fact they had to ease her back in because you know you can't give her a huge story and then you know she possibly have to leave again and then that's why she's kind of in the manlander story and you know I would love her being back at crimson too but you know they're doing this big thing with with Jay Sam there, um, but and does that? Just, am I the only one who thinks it feels weird that uh, the person we know as Jason and Sam are going to be running a media company? Of all the things I ever imagined, either of those two characters doing running a media company was not one of them. Yep, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not. It makes no sense I'm, to me. I'm not. Mm-mm, I'm just not into that. I knew Sam. You know. Sam she was, did do was that a talk show day. host. Yeah, and, she did but, do that, but... She, but that's like I, saying I, Megyn, Kelly, Megyn Kelly should be running Fox News. I mean, look how bad she's done on well, NBC. Oprah I mean, Winfrey did... Oh, Lord, Luke, what does that have to do with the prostitute and Poughkeepsie? <laughs> I'm but, just um, saying, just because you're a TV star does not make you a mogul. Tell Oprah Winfrey that. But, I um, know, but oh, she's the exception that proves the rule. No, she ain't Martha Stewart. Every there, that's the whole thing now to be a mo- a brand and a mogul. I look, yes. Does it come out of left field? Yes, but I come on now. We're all smart here. If you're trying to figure out if this person is Jason or if Patient Six is Jason. Obviously, Patient Six is the one running around beating up swarthy Russian day players with one hand tied behind his back and a, a toothpick in his mouth and killing everybody. You gave him a pin! You gave him a pin! So obviously, that person is going to be back being Sonny's enforcer. So you get this character who, you you know, they're starting new with with Drew, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I'm just so tired of pretending. We all know that the one who's 20 years younger than Steve Burton is not going to be Jason. So, I mean, you know, you put Jason. Let him be AJ Quartermain. Oh, God, no. Shut up. No. Oh, my God. He, you know, I mean, they're giving him a new, you know, a new crucible on the show to tell stories with. Um, and AJ and AJ was older no, than flipping no, Jason. No. No, 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 you should be patalakatora. Um, you know, yeah. Go ahead and give him a new company. I mean, Lord, you know, we're talking about it's going to be weird for for Jason to do this and Sam, for Drew and Sam to do this. It's for Drew Hill to do this. But um, no, it's like, it's like, come on. It's like Nina. Her only training was. 
taking a 20-year nap, and she became Anna Wintour. I mean, no, it... no, wait, no, no. I'm not saying the training thing. That's 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 your friend over there, Nina. We don't know Nina's like, or you know, we don't know if Nina has the capacity because she took a dirt, she took a nap for 20 years, so we didn't know what she did before that. So she who cares? She didn't even know what Twitter was. So how's she gonna run a media empire that yeah, fast? Well, I don't care about that, but does I... Anna Wintour know what Twitter is? Yes, she Anna does. Wintour is going to send somebody to punch you out just for asking that. No, um, I'm, I'm just like, the thing with Sam, I'm just like, you're going to run him? Like, I just didn't, that just didn't But they, like the thing about that. it is, I can accept anything. He seems like if Derek Wells had like a PR firm or investigative firm or something, she'd run that. You That's take me for the ride, though, I'm okay with this. Because they both talk about how absurd it is that the two of them are going to run a media company. I don't think this is any different than John Black going from super spy of America to running a fashion house. To grave robber. Or, no, or Victor Kiriakis, who was a porn pusher prior to the days of Pornhub. When what? Porn was no! Purpose. Victor was a pimp! Victor what? ran porn and drugs in Salem in the 80s. In the drugs, yeah. How did not know he, he ran home? No, yeah, he ran porn. And with with, with um, Savannah Wilder. Can you imagine if there was someone who in today's soaps who was actually running porn? Well, that's the thing. They don't, you know, Victor Kiriakis was a thug. I mean, or the equivalent. He, he was a gangster, not like a Sonny Corinthos. I'm a good gangster. I don't do anything illegal. I'm just a gangster. I kill for coffee. Victor Kiriakis was doing evil stuff. And then Isabella died, and he was like, I got to honor my baby girl because she wanted daddy to be better. So he decided to start a publishing house because he was like, I want to go legit. He had no, so it would have been, we would have been discussing this. Wait a minute, Victor's going to run a magazine for Carrie Brady to get acid thrown in her face when she's trying to be a supermodel? I mean, it's really no different. They took Victor from mobster to media mogul overnight. And the next thing you know, they had Bella Magazine with Carrie being the face of Bella and the evil guy putting acid in her face and Austin being like, I'm going to get revenge. And, you know, he put John and Marlena on the board of directors. And that's when Sammy was all, ooh, I got to go tell my mama I got a crush on Austin. And she went up them stairs and she saw her mama legs up over her shoulders talking about heads, toes, knees, and toes, you know. No, she was not. She was Jason and Sam, I mean, it's... Listen, Sammy came back and she stopped John and Paul from digging up Will's grave on Friday's episode. I don't think it's that big of a deal that Jason and Sam are going to take over a media company. They've talked about how absurd it is. They've made a joke about it. I think it'll be cute. And, I mean, there, if Felicia's already a P.I. and Curtis is a P.I., how much more P.I. private dicking do they need? It needs they to be some more public. Hey, look at her. Well, Ava got some public dick with that cute Griffin who can't act, bless his heart, but he's pretty to look at. <laughs> and I'm so glad, Ava. I was like, ooh, get back in the bed with Ava, Mr. Shirtless Naked Man. You know, ooh, you can be on Pornhub because his little body is so taut and, you know, it's been so 
so long since Ava. I'm like, you are just a sacrificial lamb for the glory of the goddess that is Ava. You can't hold us. You can't carry us a line of dialogue well, with her. And Jamie, you you talked this. about smart hoes and dumb hoes. In this oh. case, Ava's one of those women who can convert a priest. He's doing the smell the fart every time they every time Ava gives him some lo- some so- some science or some logic. She's like, you have to decide you know, what you're going to do. And he's like looking at her like, I don't know what to say next. Get on back in the bed, baby. That's those ones that you just bring home from Cheshire Bridge and be like, just get on in the bed, baby. I do not want to know what Cheshire Bridge is. I do not want to know. I took you to Cheshire Bridge when you came here, actually. Anybody from Atlanta knows bad things happen after dark on Cheshire Bridge. But that's the ones you bring. You don't want no conversation with. I'm writing that down for a podcast title. You don't want no conversation with those boys. You just want them to be like, and when it's over, okay, you can go. I I already called the Uber. I pushed the Uber thing. Well, and especially especially when she has so much chemistry with Burton, the fact that she got her pipes cleaned by Griffin... The fact that she got her pipes cleaned by Griffin just makes means that she's warmed up for him. Forget that. I want her. I want Griffin to be her sex slave until he's off this show because he was throwing pipe good for Ava. He's a confused little baby. He don't know where he is half the time, but that's all right. He cuts for Ava. He defends her against Sonny and Carly. You know when Carly is sitting up there, you know. I'm not like y'all that I feel like, I mean, Ava is the villain, so I feel like it's okay for people to hate Ava, but I do need for somebody to throw in Carly's face when she's ranting and raving about what she did to Morgan. I want someone to say two words, bitch, AJ Quartermain. Two more words, bitch. Tony Jones, you done left a trail of destroyed men in this town. Get your snarling, overgrown self out my face yelling about Ava all the damn time. Go sit down somewhere, Carly. Go sit your ass down somewhere. I wish Ava, if no one else is going to say the dialogue, Ava should say. Well, she probably can't bring up AJ since Ava pretty much got AJ killed, too. <laughs> she was lying on him. <laughs> but she can definitely do some Google research and find out what Carly did to Tony Jones. It's like, shut up, Carly. You always talking about your boy. Did nobody tell your stupid boy to go hop his ass in that car that he wasn't supposed to be in? Now, yeah, she did take his pills away from him. But now, come on now. Mike? Did nobody tell Morgan to be joyriding in other people's cars that might have a bomb in them, Carly. Now. Mike, Sammy showed up in the last five minutes of Friday's Days of Our Lives, and I had to watch the episode just because of the fact that Sammy was back. What did you think of her you stopping John and Paul? podcast. What you mean you had to watch it just because of Sammy? So what are the rest of us watching? <laughs> listen. <laughs> Listen, I had a leg- wait, wait, I had a legitimate I had a legitimate reason for not being able to watch soaps this no, last no, week. No, no, but no, no. I had but I did have to take in between my catching up on sleep yesterday and watch Days of Our Lives to see Sammy come back. Mike, what did you think? Okay, yes, I love that Sammy is back and I love that um when this whole thing came out about Will possibly being alive, one of the first things Marlena wanted to do was get in touch with Sammy. But, you know, on days you've got Hot sex, lusty affairs, murder, blackmail, doppelgangers, heartache, and just like – and it's all being done intelligently, and it's like a soap opera. It is like watching a soap opera again, and I am enjoying – I like – huh? 
I said, bring it home, Mike. No, bring I it love, home. I love Lucas. Oh, my God. Brian DeTillo is doing the work of anything I've ever seen from him over the years. Oh, yeah, I love Brian's putting I like work. the turn that Brady's taking. I just think he's doing a really good job of yes. making Nicole choose between this guy that she loves and going to jail and then hanging Eric on a hook. It just is in the, you know, and I, of course, Will, um, the whole story behind Will, where Roman and Marlena and John and Kate, and they were just sitting there. And, and if you were like not ever watched the show back then, which I didn't, you got a really good recap of the type of person that this Dr. Rolf was and Stefano was. And the fact that these people, and how many times have we said this when we've watched soaps, that they had the conversation of like, you know, we've, we've been, we've seen weirder things happen in our lives. So it's entirely possible that it's something that we have to investigate. So I just thought it was so good. It was good. I John has balls though. Like I thought John oh, has, John. okay, no, no. Well, mm. John has the audacity, Marlena, they all, Lucas is like, hell no, you ain't digging my boy up. So that John's long lost stray could get married to Will's hoe. Hell no. So, and then, you know, Kate is like, nope, you're not going to do it. And Marlena is like, hmm, like, you know, she cooing and pooing and saying like, oh, I ain't trying to touch that Samantha Jean ain't coming from my neck. They still, John has balls and Paul, they have the audacity to go and try to dig that woman's child up. Like, y'all just put yourselves on Sammy's shit list. Sammy was just starting to get along with John's ass. And then he decides to, okay, boy, we're going to have fun, you know, family bonding time and dig him up. Dig your side hoe up. You know, I'm like, y'all got balls. Like, I can't wait for Sammy to destroy their lives because you know that's going to happen. But days was fire this week. Like, days, you know, I've been loving B&B. The rest of y'all, screw y'all. But days is right. Like days is number one, and then days and B and B is number two, and the rest of them other two can fight itself out. But days has just been fire. Like, uh, Brian Jatillo has been putting in work. Him just sitting there crying over Will and just drinking himself into oblivion and Ghost Will, or I don't know if that's Ghost Will. Like, I'm I'm trying to, I'm tending to lean towards that. That's not Ghost Will. But, you know, Ghost Will is like, look at you, look at you, you're going to join me in here being a fool. Like, Days has just been fierce. I didn't, you know, Sammy just came in for five minutes and just said, don't you dig my boy up. I didn't, you know, I'm really like, really, Luke, that's what you tuned in for? Of I, course I did. Wow, that's just, hmm. okay, so y'all can log into the comments and tear that ass up because I'm like, <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Sammy is one of my all-time favorite characters. Yeah. I will watch. I will tune in for that five minutes. Jamie, yeah, what did you think of Days this last week? Everything. The whole. The whole good. Yeah, go. Yeah, the whole story. I mean, the fact that this is a writer who doesn't have history with this show. Ron Carlevati did not grow up watching Days like he grew he up said, watching. I don't the know AB. her. And he is doing the work. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is what you do. This is what you do when you are hired. Luke said it best. You know, Luke said it one time. I don't remember who we were talking about. But you are a steward 
of these shows when you were hired? You know, Luke, Luke Kerr. Kerr? We, were, we were talking about General Hospital. And that is not what ends up happening when these people get these shows. They get them and they go, oh, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to make it. Shelly. I'm going to turn it into um, ER and NYPD Blue. Jill Farron Phelps. But, you know. You know, but Ron is like, no, I am going to find out what makes days days. I am going to find out if I have to bring up someone back, someone from the dead, who is the character who can do that. So I am going to do the work and find out that it is Dr. Rolf, you know, and shout out to his co-hearts because he has Sherry Anderson there who basically is the architect of the of the days of our lives super couple and Ryan Kwan who is you know a great days historian and who um, was there with Dina Higley and you know so these you know they are de- you know I want to give a shout out oh, to them too bless that baby's heart <laughs> so, oh. you know but he knows that show backwards and forwards and they are helping Ryan to just yes. get this show give the this is the show that I wanted for the 50th anniversary when Josh Griffith decided nope I'm gonna have everyone be murdered and maimed for the 50th anniversary I mean this show is so much fun and And Ron is like I don't know her and then Ryan and Sherry are like but you gonna write the hell out of Otto and he is I can't wait for Eileen oh See, and that's what I that's what I'm looking forward to with Sammy and bringing back Eileen is the fact that <laughs> all the pieces for days seem to be falling into place. But I just am missing a little bit of Ron's crazy flair. I don't oh. want him to overdo it like when he went off the rails at General Hospital. But I just oh need a God. little uh, twist we, of crazy. Yeah, we can stop the, talking about his worst days at General Hospital. No, so. I'm no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it as a negative about General Hospital. I'm just saying like I with Kate with Kate <laughs> with Kate being who she is. I I just was ex- I've expected her to be a little bit more bitchy, or there's just like a little bit of. Like no, something uh, no, about no. that. Well, that I you only it. watched five minutes of this week, so no. But I, but in previous weeks, the, for me, that's what it's been with his stuff. But I'm, I'm enjoying it. Everything is falling week, in together. I'm just wish. I'm watching. I'm wanting a little bit more flair. All of the beats no. have been. Sorry, from I, I'm gonna veto with you, and I'm, I don't mean. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But here's the thing. Doppelgangers are crazy. Yes, you've got, thank uh, you. You've got some and doppelganger stuff going on. You have Doctor Rolf who was Thank in prison you. with Clyde, who's suddenly – Will is alive. That is enough flair for me. Thank you, Mike. I don't need crazy on top help. of it. But the thing is, the thing is for me, the thing is for me, I love – the thing is for me, I love Soap Divas, and I just – I'm not seeing that with the soap divas. And, there, and Judy um, Evans is not playing one, but she's playing two soap divas. And they, I mean, do they have the greatest soap diva of them all? But she did now. Morgan Fairchild <laughs> getting some dick on her way to the grave. Rod has done diva. He has diva no, like, out. Marlena and John, you know, taking down the evil house. I get and, what you and mean. And if you want a diva, honey, tail pay glasses like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but hold on. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I get you, you, want you want, hold on, hold on. I get you want flair, but 
Kate is not going to be the Kate Roberts that we know because her son is spinning out of control. She's trying to get his ass together. She's not going to do And that's the what her last few weeks have been about, I, getting Will together, getting I, Abigail and, and I guess Chad here, here's Mary. an example. Here's an example from Friday's episode. She gets to Nicole, do that. Get to Nicole was, for many years, one of my all-time favorite characters on days. Not of all soaps, but on days. And I have had a big problem in recent years where she is so mopey and crying and all this other stuff for so long. And I had hoped that she would get a little bit more of her spine back. And then when to, as I'm watching Brady just rip into her, I'm thinking to myself, stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. I'm hoping that Sammy will get a chance to have a face-off with Nicole before Ari leaves. And so for me, it's like I just am needing those little flares because, like, Nicole watching her crying as – Brady is ripping into her. Little I'm flare. like, I need, I, I need, oh, I need her to show some spine. So Arion Zucker had already made her decision to leave by the time Ron took over. He inherited a very complicated murder story. She agreed to stay longer so that he could write a proper exit for her. So that's why we have the triangle. And mm-hmm. her exit story is rooted in the fact that Nicole killed Deimos. I totally agree with you. Yes, Nicole, five years ago, let's just be real, from the moment she got a piece of Daniel Jonas's penis, she has not the been. Nicole we know died that day. That ceased to exist. Jennifer used to be spunky and fun, too. Daniel Jonas has a very specific STD that causes spunky, fun women to mope and cry for the rest of their days. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Kate survived it. Maybe she had a, um, you know, Kate maybe she'd been, maybe she'd been, she'd vaccinated. been vaccinated against it. Chloe was vaccinated against it. But, you know, Nicole and Jennifer Rose didn't have their shots. So the Daniel Mopey I, STD got them. And, and so, it, wait, but hold on. You, you said that he, you know, stand up for yourself. I'm sorry, but listen, it, it wouldn't have happened to me, but... I get why Nicole couldn't stand up to him. The man is blackmailing her. He could send her ass to jail. And separate her from her little egg baby that she just reunited with. And true, that is true. He did pull pull that that out. That she doesn't need time to process this, go along with the plan, and then figure something out and come back. Well, and she also has to go and do Hallmark movies like everyone else does. (laughs) So she's got to get free. So this was an exit story. I agree with you, Luke, in that the character of Nicole is not what we used to love. But that's not on Ron. He's he's no. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that. That like. I just hope that when he took over the writing, because he's been writing since what late to mid August, that we would see a little bit more spine with Nicole as part of her exit story, so that she would get a little bit. Look, she's when you know when she when Chloe told her, well, Brady is the reason Eric left town because you know he's in love with you and Brady blackmailed him out of town. She went out there to that farm and and hunched Brady, I mean Eric, real good and was like, I want to be with you. So she found her spine and Eric found her G spot. And then you she came have... home and was right. like, I don't want to be. See, what I, I, what I want my soap divas, I want more than hunching. I want them to actually have some spine. Well, back. Okay, so hold on. Uh, well, but hold did. on. Well, okay, okay. As the female on this. I'm just joking about the hunching. 
Mr. Okay, we're going to be Encyclopedia Brown about it. No, she found her. She found her voice to say, "I want to be with Eric. I don't want to just be with Brady." But how much spine can you have when someone, someone has the power to send you to prison? I mean, yeah, I, what I'm is she going to do? I mean, yeah, back in James Riley days, she would have electrocuted Brady. But <laughs> I mean, like, been like, which might have made, which might make him less weepy. <laughs> and the fact that she's leaving, she can't really act on something when she's leaving. And it's set up, yeah, and you have to set up the character that's staying, which is Brady. And when he went after her and said, you're just like all the other bitches who lie to me, Kristen, who's coming back. So we have to telegraph that. And um, Teresa, and this one and that one. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, though. I also think that it's been acting choices because Arion, through multiple writing regimes, has chosen to have Nicole crying all the time. That can be an acting choice. As someone who's read a bunch of scripts, they don't write in there, cry. They don't put it, you know, they don't put in the scripts, cry here, cry here, cry here. So I think it's an acting choice with her too, because what happens when you cry, you get daytime Emmy nominations. So, you know, I mean, it's possible. it could be that she won a lot of the time, when these actors go from being the bitchy characters that we love to being more quote unquote heroines, it's the actors saying, you know, that's how I was with Phyllis on The Young and the Restless. That's how I was with a lot of these characters because when you show the crocodile tears, you get the Emmy nominations. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it's like she was leaving by the time he got the job. So, I mean, yeah, there are definitely characters and that can it be. Just, right, and this just happened. You want Nicole to go to saying, Brady, I'm leaving you. And in the same room, she'd be like, oh, bitch. And she tried to choke him out. Like she's But just Kate has been to... much of a diva since Ron showed up. Right. Kate was the one who told uh, John Black, maybe Marlena just got sick of you and ran and off. With, with... On. And then she also with fake Adrian with faux, well, you know, faux Adrian, she told Bonnie when she grabbed her up, she hemmed her up and was like, this is your fault that Lucas is drinking. You were supposed to be my friend. I will never forgive you. That is Kate's warning. Yeah, I mean, and and when your son is spiraling out of control and then you find out your grandson might be alive and then she's been battling, you know, Tony Andre for Demira and, you know, kissing Roman. I mean, Kate has had... A t- Lauren Coslow probably wants to bake Ron some snickerdoodles. She's probably so That's happy. That's a lot for her to process. She's not going to be in, you know, fabulous brim hat diva mode and be like, bitch, I'm going to get you. Like, to me, I felt like she told... When she warned foe Adrian, I will never forgive you for this. That was Kate trying to let you know in the front of company, bitch, I'm going to take you out for me. Bonnie Lockhart thing. is giving diva in every scene. I mean, trying to throw her melons at Victor. Oh, my God. And, oh, and side note, thank you. Thank you. I couldn't figure out. I was like, how come she's showing all this titty? And she, she got... Double mastectomy, and Ron came right there and was like, all right. I was like, oh, okay, you told me then. Shit. He told me. He said what? On Twitter, like, I had posed the question to people. I'm like, how come she's showing? I'm like, she's showing all this titty, and no one's saying, um, what a double mastectomy. I was really confused. Like, how come she's showing all this, and no one's Did saying Did you just say thing? a vasectomy? Double mastectomy. Oh, oh I was like, what the world? Oh, my God. 
like, shut up over there. No, Ron <laughs> said she had reconstruction simultaneously with the mastectomy. And I was like, um, so what did I say to him? Because I was like, oh, okay, so is they that why? That yeah, I was like, is that why the ladies told Bonnie she couldn't hunch Lucas because she was still healing? And he was like, no, he knew. She just knew that he knew her body well enough to know. Yeah, you'd see the scars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah and hey, I slept with her right after the reconstruction and might notice the difference. I was like, oh, okay. Because, like, that was my gripe. I'm like, why isn't anybody saying where these titties come from? I was like, that's so. And then he cleared it up for me. So he's made it. Hope the commissioner and, you know, has said I am intrigued JJ by that. being a hothead. And, you know, there's all this good... Ooh, Ben. Ooh, Robert Scott Wilson, who I thought was such a drip during his first stint on the show, is so great as just bat poop crazy Ben. Like, I know I shouldn't be aroused by the scene when J.J. was pointing that gun at his temple and he oh like... Oh my God, you're aroused when the... Way he we put, really... He uh, like on that his, note. He put his whole forehead against it and is like... Shoot me, shoot me, and I'm like. Ooh. <laughs> um, on that note, we would encourage you to comment on this episode at daytimeconfidential.com. I was going to try and bring up something else, but there's just no way to go from that to no, that. I um, uh, you don't follow us on Twitter. It. Twitter.com slash DC Confidential. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash DC Confidential. You can find Jamie on Twitter at Jamie underscore Giddens. Jillian is at Jillian Bow. And Mike is at MPJ64. 24. 24. And as always, I'm at Luke underscore Kerr. We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. No, uh uh. Adrian, I'm like, thank you for clearing up that Adrian thing.